Namaste. Welcome to the Indian Wellness Podcast by Vitality Hours. Here we talk about all things wellness from the great Indian sciences, Ayurveda and astrology to natural beauty, alternate medicine, holistic healing and a whole lot more. Join Carol and me Nadia as we explore the best tools and practices that ensure you look good, live better and feel great. Hello everyone, welcome to the Vitality Hours podcast and today we are talking to Barney Singh who is a Jyotish teacher and we are talking all about the horoscope. So what is a natal chart and how can it affect your life? Hey Barney, so birth charts, right? Your natal chart. Everyone's curious about it, but what really is a horoscope? So it can be a pretty horrific also when you see it for the first time yeah but um it's nothing but a map of your karma it's it, you know it links the past it it gives you a sense of um areas and um or let's say promise of various things in your life yes or no uh, of those things but um a horoscope is made uh, it's just mapped as a picture of the sky at the time that you took your first breath so there's always this um you know controversy about what is the right time of birth yeah. but it's when the child um takes its first breath because that's when it's uh, it has its own identity or when it cries right okay so it's not when the umbilical cord is cut or um, you know when you see the head appear no it's when the child takes its first breath okay. so that moment is your time of of birth and obviously the more accurate it is the better but um the position of planets or grahas at the time of your birth will influence you for this particular lifetime so that's what a horoscope basically it's like a static factor yeah and once you have your birth chart and from that we make various other charts we have um things we look at in particular for say uh, your career or for marriage or for uh, promise of children uh disturbances accidents health issues all sorts of things so with from within that that space uh we sort of delve into very uh microscopic promises and see how they're likely to sort of pan out in your life but a horoscope is just a map of the sky at the time you were born because look every birth is a sacred birth every birth is divine and you will only incarnate at that time when Uh, there is an ex planetary combination that is linked to your past karma so would two people born in the same place at the same time um have similar horoscopes yes they would but we don't know about their sanchit karma okay. and that's why two pe- twins born at the same time will have very different lives, lives. because their sanchit karma which is uh, so there are 12 houses in yeah. in a horoscope So just to very quickly tell you the first house talks about everything you and you know your appearance are you going to have a long nose you're going to have x amount of height what's your general propensity to earn or you're likely to okay, <laughs> be dependent on sense. others yeah. your whole life so things like that basically a lot about your physical stuff okay right and uh, the second house is all about mind so it's i and mind so your okay. possessions uh your accumulated bank balance your financial promise in life um your immediate family so we look at these type of events and your speech that's the okay. second house yeah. 
Uh, the third house will talk about your siblings and whether you, uh, you know, you're somebody who's really, um, let's say, persevering, has mm -hmm. the ability to make efforts because that's the third house. Uh, fourth house is for the mother. Okay. And uh, fifth house is for past karma and uh, children, more importantly, also okay. education. But um, when you talk of the fifth house, that is the house of past karma. And that's where the entry sort of happens. So the fifth house is very, very important. It's a very pious house because again, it brings everything down to karma. So if you have a good credit balance in your yeah. karma account, then you're likely to find yourself in better situations in your life or at least have a good start. Yeah. Because uh, the first house is your early start. Mm -hmm. yeah. So how, how much challenges, how much love, how much warmth, how much uh, family will you have around you? That's all Sanjit karma because it's not like, you know, I've chosen, I've had a swamber and decided who my mom and dad are going to be. Yeah, it's not a choice. Yeah. And we spoke about that earlier in, yeah. in, a, in our other episode regarding karma. Um, and so then the sixth house? So the sixth house is uh, the house of competition. Okay, it's really important to see in today's day and age uh, with uh, especially people who take competitive exams and things mm -hmm. like that because it's what we uh, say is the sixth house is rogue, rin and ripu so debt, disease <clears throat> and um, enemies okay. okay a lot of times we're not talking about you know external enemies but the enemies that we have to deal with and grapple with amongst uh, I mean within ourselves, within ourselves. <clears throat> so whether it's anger or whether it's jealousy or whether it's greed so these are the six internal uh, enemies so yeah. the Shadripu the seventh house which is right opposite <clears throat> the first house talks about um, the spouse yeah. now spouse can also be partnerships so a marriage is basically a partnership yeah so the seventh house talks of all partnerships including marriage is the house of the spouse and um, partnerships in business or any, anything any, any yeah, aspect yeah, of your yeah. life yeah so if that area is weak then uh, shh, don't even get into partnerships okay or at least um, be a little more careful okay. keep your eyes open when you're yeah. doing it right the eighth house is the most dished house in astrology but my personal favorite because um, it's so deep it's so mysterious it's so secretive and um, it talks about a lot of negative things, but deep research, uh, deep sadhanas, um, going really to the core of something is the eighth house. It does talk of uh, a lot of diseases that are incurable sometimes. Um, and the eighth house talks about the happiness of your karma. Are you likely to, what kind of karma are you coming with? Is it likely to bring you happiness? Right? So, it also uh, is the house of inheritance, right? Because uh, it talks of sudden misfortune. So many times, yes, you know, the loss of a parent and then you get your inheritance kind of a thing. Yeah. But you'd rather not have that. Yeah. Because yeah. So it all, whatever happens with the eighth house, there is a small cost or a big cost to it. Okay. But it's generally seen as a very mysterious and uh, little more negative house the ninth house is everything to do with the father and your bhagya as we say and your fortune and your luck and foreign travel going overseas and um, just good virtuous deeds and things like that 
The tenth house is very important because today everyone asks about their career. That's the tenth house, okay. and um, mostly you'll find that you get your status or uh, even if it's authority or power from in life through your work. Mm -hmm. Right? There yeah. is a certain status that yes. comes with what you do. So that is the tenth house. Okay. Eleventh house is friendships and profit and gain. Uh, things that you know you put in very little effort but you get a lot more output out of okay mm -hmm. and the 12th house is the last house so it's the house of um, letting go okay. because you're at the last leg now you're gonna let go and um, it's it also talks of a lot, lot of expenditure and loss now loss again don't look at it very materially it could also mean that as a person you waste a lot of your time or you you know yeah you know or uh, say an expenditure of your personality or of your time so mm -hmm. it would mean those things as well as well yeah and how do these i mean if if a person was to look at a lay person was to look at any chart and um you know like you mentioned all these houses what is the importance because i think the one way in which a person is you know, sees their horoscope is through their zodiac. So essentially their sun sign. But there's also the moon sign and the ascendant. So what is the the relevance of the sun sign as opposed to the moon sign as opposed to the ascendant? Okay, so um, how you look at uh, Western astrology versus Vedic astrology is very different because they um, kind of work with a static factor. Yeah. Okay, so for instance, Christmas is fixed mm -hmm. every year. Every year. Yeah. But is our Diwali fixed? No. No. Every festival goes according to because look, there, there is, is a precision of equinox, yeah. right? So that is not taken into account there, which is why this is far more. Like if you say a Leo, mm -hmm. I mean, you will find that uh, you know there are what a bit million people who are Leos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. who all don't have the same kind of yeah. Right? So in uh, Vedic astrology, the moon. Your ascendant, okay, which uh, the moon is um, what we call uh, the karma of hal. Mm -hmm. You know, how am I likely to receive karma in my life? The negative yeah, first, the bad, bad, yeah. always, because that's the basis yeah. of what we're discussing. So, um, when you're looking at a horoscope, you're looking at um, in one day, okay, yeah. the 12 zodiac signs will rise. And the time frame for that is every two hours. So from Aries to Pisces. And then you have um, 24 hours, so two hours each for each zodiac sign. Yeah. Right? So that is the ascendant. The okay. sun, the sign that's rising in the eastern horizon at the time of your birth. So that is your ascendant. Okay. Right? And that talks a lot about actually that's where everything starts from. So whether you're that'll determine whether you're a Sagittarius or whatever. But it's the moon sign. How you react to everything. How do you uh, experience feelings, uh, emotion in your life, right? It's yeah. your water system in the body. Mm -hmm. How do you wax and wane just like the moon? So that the moon sign is very, very important. And that's where we get our personal nakshatra from. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, the moon has 27 wives. Yeah. And he visits one each day. So that's what roughly makes that lunar month. Okay. 30 days yeah. because it takes 
uh, close to almost a day 24 hours mm-hmm. being one nakshatra and that actually tells you a lot about your mental makeup okay okay so the sun you're born under kan and, and that is under the moon time. obviously yeah, of course. and that is what sets the entire system of events in your life that's why okay. the moon is so important yes it's emotion yes it's all of that but it sets how when and where and how good times bad times are going to happen in your life so okay. that's why he's on shivji's head right so interesting because you know the western astrology and in general they always look at everything uh through the prism of the sun right right they so that's a tropical this, zodiac yeah. that's yeah. a tropical zodiac but okay. you have it doesn't take into account uh it's not a static factor right mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't so. take into account the the equinox yeah. the movement of the that, movement right yeah. put it very simply mm-hmm. right the moon does yeah see the speed of planets is also something that is not go- it's it's going to get uh sometimes we fast sometimes we slow sometimes planets are retrograding sometimes planets are you know mm-hmm. in direct motion so yeah. it depends i mean i may take uh, you know 30 minutes to go from point a to b but you may not yeah right so there's a lot happening in in real time and that is taken to uh, taken into account in vedic uh, jyotish and so you're saying that your moon sign and your rising ascendant and the nakshatra you're born under yeah those three aspects are perhaps even more important than this yeah, yeah, the zodiac or equally important yeah. or, or more important um now that you did speak about the planets and you said that each of them has its own pace yeah um i wanted to ask you about you know the time periods the mahadashas and the dashas of each of the planets how long do they last so the entire cycle or it's, it's believed that the maximum lifespan of somebody can be 120 years and i think 5 days Okay. So um the nine planets are allotted x amount of years. Okay. Right? And uh, that's what, and it's a fixed sequence. So if you're born uh you know in a ketu, if you're born in the nakshatra of any of the nakshatras of ketu, yeah. the first dasha will be ketu okay. followed by venus and okay. then the cycle will and go on from there. So then that's the deciding factor. Absolutely. For you, yeah. right? And if ketu is well placed, if venus is well placed, Let's say the first twenty-seven years of your life are sorted. Yeah. Right. So it really depends. You may have, like, you know, there's so much talk about debilitated planets and exalted planets. I mean, you shouldn't either overestimate the power of an exalted planet or underestimate a debilitated planet, mm-hmm. you know, a weaker planet. Like people yeah. get really hassled that oh my god, my moon is really uh, weak, which means yeah. it's really debilitated. But what 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 is what is an exalted or a debilitated? Uh, 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 planets that are strong, that are in at certain degrees, they have strength, mm-hmm. right? Like even like and they're in their in their in their, in their own zodiac or in the right house because with every house, so planets and and if we talk of the nine grahas, including the 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 the, the nodes, uh, they're like a gang, right? Yeah. So they like some of them and they don't like some of them. They've got yeah. a gangbang going on. Yeah. So uh, if they're sitting with a friend and they're happier. It's just like if I'm with my best friend, I'm you know I'm in an exalted yeah. state, okay. right? I don't, I, I can just really realize my potential there. Mm-hmm. But if a planet is not sitting with a friend or he's in a, a kind of situation where he cannot, yeah. he, you know, he's feeling worried or tense, then mm-hmm. obviously he can't um, fulfill his and perform yeah. his duties, right? Because every graha for each of us works very different ways. Right. 
So Saturn for for some people can be the more the best uh, time period in their life. Yeah. So it's not that you know it, a planet behaves the same way for all of us. It's dependent on our on our birth charts. It depends on um, who they're chilling with, who they're sitting with. Are they more uh, of the aggressive? planets so yeah. that, I mean it, like we get influence obviously yeah. we get influence too so what are the planets that kind of get along and the ones that sort of don't get so along? i'll say gang a maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sun moon and uh, jupiter and mars okay they're pretty cool with each other okay sun and moon are fine with each other yeah of course they're oh, king okay. and queen yeah okay so we have a celestial cabinet look at it like yeah. that okay so sun is the king mm-hmm. and moon is the queen and mars is like the commander in chief he's a guy he's like you know the action packed yes, guy oh, oh, oh. you know yeah. like you know like shahrukh khan in, in, in dilwale <laughs> okay. you know yeah. he's in both sides he's doing everything, everything. he's like yeah. you know the fuck. he's like action personified yeah okay so that's mars yeah and a little more military and you know he's <laughs> obviously the commander of the armed forces yeah. he can be a little cruel too yeah because you can't let emotion come in there all the mm. time And then you have um, Mercury. Okay. Mercury is the prince. Okay. So obviously, uh, his point is with his dad that you know, bro. One day everything is mine, and he's not afraid of the sun. So Mercury and sun are not kind of. Well, he's the prince, and yeah. Mercury is the king. Yeah. Uh, sun is the king. Yeah. So Mercury is like that. Um, Mercury is a fickle energy. Okay. It's a fickle energy. It's. Um, the graha of commerce business okay. having mercury placed in the first house in your horoscope you're a natural That's business mine. person okay. so you're a natural <laughs> business woman oh yeah <laughs> so um mercury has a lot to do with math statistics business uh, journalism writing all of that okay yeah. because it's an airy intellectual you are a journalist ex yeah ex journalist So yeah, I have a pretty strong Mercury. Mercury, yeah. Okay. And speech is Mercury. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming to Jupiter. So Jupiter is the guru. He's the Deva guru. He used to be the chief. He is the chief priest of Indra. So he used to do all the rituals. Okay. You know, the yagyas, and he's, you know, he just signifies divine luck and grace. Okay. Most very compassionate, uh, very generous. And, and wherever Jupiter is placed um, in your horoscope, it, it, it can look in certain directions, and those kind of areas of your life will always remain very protected. Okay. Okay. He's the most auspicious planet, mm-hmm. and his day is Thursday. Thursday is Jupiter. Yeah. And after that, you have Guruvar, Venus. Right? Yeah. Guruvar. Guruvar. That's why yeah. he's the guru. So he's Guruvar, the guru yeah. of all the devtas. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's his portfolio. Now Venus is um, also a guru, okay. So they're both gurus, mm-hmm. and they were a slightly sticky relationship. Okay, Venus and Jupiter, okay. And he, uh, Venus is the uh, guru to the demons. Okay. Okay, and he has something called this Mrits and Jeevni Vidya, which is uh, the power to raise the dead. So you know, in the, I guess in. In the times <laughs> where all of this was happening, yeah. there wasn't any Netflix or anything. So yeah. the, the gods and the demons were always at war. One of them would win, the other would lose. This thing just used to keep repeating itself. Yeah. And um, 
Venus was a problem because <laughs> Venus is dead to guru. He used to raise the dead. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so he was on the demon side. Yeah. Uh, Shukra, Shukra is also um, more suspicious like Jupiter. Yeah. Okay. It's Venus is considered a positive planet. As, as is well, Jupiter. Right? Yeah, yeah. Very Jupiter. positive. As is Jupiter. As is Jupiter. Uh, Venus is all things. Um, well, Venus actually comes from the word Shukra. Yeah. Shukra means semen. Okay. Right? Yeah. So it's the spouse. Venus okay. is the karak of the spouse in the horoscope. Then it talks of comforts and luxuries and uh, also unconditional. the seventh house. Yeah. It's the karak. Okay. But obviously, there'll be a different graha for everyone. Everyone. Yeah. So that's a natural kind of system that's in place. But um, to me, um, uh, you know, Venus is more about harmony. Okay. And um, unconditional love. So you're saying like if someone has a Zeke Venus in their chart, then they could have issues with disharmonious relationships. Yes, especially with women. Okay. That's possible. After Venus, you have Saturn, last planet, yeah. last graha. And always considered the kind of more sort of devious planet. I mean, no, he's not he's devious at all, but it's uh, considered uh, malignant or whatever, right? Uh, like Saturn, it's always looked upon with a certain. Because Saturn is somebody who will come and put a break and he will uh, judge you and give you, you know, whatever you deserve. So yeah. nobody likes to be judged and yeah. nobody likes to be made accountable. So he's yeah. going to come up and make you accountable for your action. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, you can't keep getting away with doing certain things. So yeah. he's there. He's like the judge, the jury and the executioner. So, <laughs> okay. uh, but um, in today's day and age, Saturn is very important. Because again, he's the planet of karma. So he will give you exactly what you Right. So uh, instead of doing remedies for sadness, behave better. <laughs> That's all you need to do. Yeah. You don't have to go. You don't have to do remedies. Just be more, uh, you know. Yeah. Align yourself to a universal code of conduct, and you're good. Your ethics are in place, and you know. You're, you're not a selfish person, you're not a hoarder, Saturn hates hoarders. Okay. Um, you know, uh, that's one thing he doesn't like. Get rid of what you're not using, be mm-hmm. minimalistic, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, he, he, no planet can teach you detachment like Saturn can. Because his job is to tell you that, look, you're all gonna go one day, you're all yeah. just gonna die, you're not here. Yeah. Okay, so stop being so attached. So he, you know, if you love, something really very deeply Passion, some material yeah. thing and he'll take it away from you and yeah. then you'll experience this pain yeah. so he's just trying to teach you with Saturn you've got to be very practical and look at the lesson in everything Every. in a Saturn time period the lesson is the most important thing so instead of saying oh my god why is this happening to me say okay take a deep breath and say what is the lesson in this once you learn the lesson Saturn will not Body. Affect you, yeah. yeah. But you, he will keep Until teaching that you that same learned, lesson. He's gonna, yeah. <laughs> he's gonna be there. Yeah, he's gonna you. be there. Um, what about Rahu and Ketu, which is the north and the south? North yeah, north. so they are uh, outside the matrix. Okay, so they're okay. not part of this cabinet, the celestial. They're cabinet. not really. You well, know, they are and they're not. Okay. Now Rahu, uh, you know, <laughs> one of the 
can't outcast them. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, that's that's basically where they're at. But I think that um, so Rahu is um, Rahu's the future. Rahu is he's the guy who's in line to get the Amrit. If you okay. you know get back to uh, the story, mm-hmm. um, he was in line to get the Amrit, and he was super intelligent. He realized his sixth sense and said, "Hey." I don't think I'm going to get it. There's mm-hmm. something fishy going on here. Mm-hmm. So then he was dissatisfied because he was just feeling like no, there's no way that I'm going to be shorted from this Amrit. Yeah. So he um disguised himself. Mm-hmm. He took action. He disguised himself. He got in he sat between the sun and the moon and got the Amrit. Got his okay. head cut off too, yeah. but got the Amrit. Mm-hmm. Right? So he's he's um He's like Robin Hood in many ways. Okay. You know, a revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Um all things like uh, if you look at CT scan machines, mm-hmm. right? If you look at uh, all your MRIs, your bug zappers, your that's all Rahu. Because Rahu and Ketu yeah. are the ultraviolet and uh, the infrared energies oh. in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So you have the the vibgyor which is the seven colors of the yeah. rainbow rainbow. Yes. So yes. they start from sun yeah. which is sunday yeah. and the, the color orange or yellow yeah. right? And then you have the seven colors of the grahas mm-hmm. right? Which are yeah. the seven rays of the sun. sun. And then you have these two because the electromagnetic re- uh, sequence is yeah. like nine, right? Yes. yes. So then you have you have to fit in rahu and ketu somewhere. Yeah. So rahu is ultraviolet rays. And uh, K two is infrared. Infrared. So even the remote that you use is all infrared yeah. rays. So they are very um, uh, scientific, technical yeah. plants as well. But Rahu is seen more as yes, he's a he keeps conniving and he's a master of illusions and he's he can be a cheat. But Rahu can be awesome also. So again, it really depends on how they're working for you and how you're tapping into their energy and what you're. getting from there now he does represent alcohol drugs and things like that addictions. in rahu addictions in rahu periods you can mm-hmm. fall into things like that and um, ketu on the other hand is is spiritual humility humiliation so okay. he's the mokshkara so in a ketu periods quite likely that you will mm-hmm. get in touch with your deeper underlying spiritual tendencies yeah right and okay. that and that will become your you know because rahu represents everything in the future, future. it's very futuristic and you know it's always looking ahead past and ketu is all about the past so people okay. with ketu very say in the first house would be people who could always be you know hanging on to situations that have happened talking about the past a lot mm-hmm. rahu is all about forget about the past that will be the future. future so that's the basic difference between both of them but they're very complicated in the sense that you can't just you know Label them good or bad in that sense, but Rahu comes from the Nagas. He's a divine Naga, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, so good looking. He would come into this room right now. He'd already be lit. Oh my God! So hot, yes. Rahu. Yes. <laughs> so the point is, um, it's important to understand. I mean, not a good, not a bad. Uh, Jupiter, for instance, why we say it's the most auspicious planet. It's mm-hmm. a planet of expansion. So yeah. tumors. It can give you those problems, problems as well. Yeah. So it's 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 the karak of sweet, mm-hmm. right? So diabetes. Yeah. 
So basically, all is in yes. context to where yeah. they're placed. Are yeah. they are they sitting with a friend, with a foe? Yeah. I mean, so many other aspects yes. of it. Yes. Which is very interesting to know, and I guess that's what makes astrology ends up making astrology so specific and accurate, unlike any other kind of science uh, in the world. But what is the role that, say, a nakshatra has to play in your birth chart? And it's very important in terms of Vedic astrology, but there's not much um, that's spoken about in uh, in terms of nakshatras. Is it a very like complicated subject, or what is it? Because it affects our well, it's one of the most beautiful parts and, and most central to Jyotish and the study of Jyotish. You can spend your whole life studying nakshatras and it wouldn't yeah, be enough. enough. Uh, but um, each, uh, so your moon nakshatra, each mm-hmm. planet is in a nakshatra as well. Like it's like, imagine like a field, mm-hmm. you, know, you have seeds there, then uh, the, 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 you know, the nakshatras will represent that entire kind of seed, uh, the, the, you know, the fields, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you have the uh, Grahas as the planets, you know, mm-hmm. or the, like the farmer yeah. that's plowing that field, yeah. and through that you experience your karma. Okay. So it's like, in a sense, also it's like a Google map, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. where you're zooming in. I may say, okay, I live in X Y Z colony, mm-hmm. uh, but you still need my address, right? Yeah. So nakshatras are like getting into the point. Okay. Right. Okay. That's where they're at, and they're. I mean, I can know if you. In your nakshatra, and there are 30 things I can tell you about yourself, and they will react. Yeah. Okay. They are bang on your mental makeup, how you react to situations, uh, how, how how you welcome situations in your life. And that's essentially based on your moon nakshatra. Yes. And your nakshatra is also further divided into like fathers. No, they have fathers and yeah. things like that. Which okay. Four, four of them. But um, in a in a horoscope, there are just like. We have so many grey areas in our life. Yeah. You know, we have things we like, we don't like. Okay, we like a little. Hmm. So that complication or the, all those layers have to be reflected in a birth chart as well. Yeah. You know, I always say that the, you know, Jyotish is never wrong. It's hmm. always the interpretation, interpretation. that can be wrong, or, yeah. or, or the person who's practicing it. Yeah. And we all do make, make mistakes. Yeah. Because there's, I mean, there, you have to leave room for that as well. But um, it can really suss out or uh, tell you that this period is likely to be a certain way. Yeah. Stagnant or, Stagnant or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And there are many techniques for it. There are many, it. many techniques for it. So, would you say that anyone or everyone can get their birth chart read? Yeah. Or is it just something that, you know, because sometimes they're like, okay, you shouldn't go to an astrologer because nothing is wrong in your life. People only end up tend to go to astrologers when there's something is bothering them. Whereas in the olden days, there was a, an astrologer was as commonplace as a family doctor. No, you had a family doctor. You had a family yeah, astrologer. astrologer. They would discuss. Yeah. Okay. In fact, even they would bounce off things each. Uh, off yeah, the yeah. So medical, medical astrology is such a big field. Yeah. And it's it's it's. Um, I mean, I've taught a lot of doctors, Ayurvedic doctors in yeah. my classes. Because Ayurveda and astrology are like sisters. Of course, they are. Yeah. Such a beautiful conversation with you today, Bani. I think that makes me really kind of intrigued about astrology and I hope to start learning it with you. So Bani takes uh, online lessons on uh, astrology. She's been teaching astrology for several years now. So if you want to learn Jyotish, then uh, do get in touch with Bani Singh. Thank you. Thank you so much.
Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. It was such a great conversation with Bani Singh Chadda. And if you did enjoy this episode, do check our other episodes out with her on the law of karma and on retrograde planets. Namaste.